Wake up your bedroom with these tips. Welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks. I'm Anita Joyce with Kelly Wilkness, and this is episode 327, Bedroom Refresh. Uh, This is going to be a good one if you're wanting to give your bedroom some fresh style. And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 327. Yeah, your bedroom should not only be refreshed, but you should feel refreshed when you leave your bedroom in the morning. So make it a sanctuary, make it a place of rest, a beautiful place for you to unwind at the end of a day. And we know everybody's days are busy. Um, So we're going to give you some ideas today to freshen it up, make it uh, the sanctuary that you deserve. Um, And these tips are pretty easy. I mean, you know, you can do, obviously you can do a whole lot if your bedroom is in need of it, you know, change all the furniture and things like that. But we've got some really simple tips that you can use to just really liven it up uh, for the spring and the summer and make it so beautiful. You know, this is near and dear to my heart because I remember I was talking about redoing my daughter's bedroom at the group home that she lives in. Yeah. So I uh, did a blog post on it today. I'll link to that. Uh, but it's going to have to be a complete... Go over and look. Yeah, well, there's no, there's really just before pictures. <laughs> okay, but I love a before plan. picture. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, there's some pretty scary before pictures. Yeah, I mean, and you know, they just the, and you know, I just feel bad for the people. You know, I mean, I everybody deserves a beautiful space, and uh, you know, the furniture was kind of on its, uh, you know, the drawers of the dresser were hard to pull out, and they were kind mm. of that older kind of espresso brown. So I'm kind of doing a, a full room redo even with the new mattress and that sort of a thing so you know I and I'm actually using a lot of extra stuff I have so yeah I I was gonna say I'm sure you're doing mm -hmm. it on a budget too I mean they obviously don't have the budget to do it so you're doing it and I'm sure you're doing it in a a really economical way so those will be great tips for people to follow along yeah, so I'm using a lot of things that I have. But anyway, this is what I'm focused on right now. And I'm, I've got a lot of uh, thoughts on this. So wh- where would you like to start, Kelly? Well, in general, you know, I want everyone to think of their bedroom as as this special place where, you know, you just you recharge your battery and it shouldn't be the last place you think about in terms of decor it shouldn't be a landing place for all the laundry. It shouldn't be a spot where, you know, things just get stacked up. It really shouldn't be a place where work gets done. If you can avoid that, if you've got any other space to have a little at-home office or desk, put it someplace else, not in your bedroom. I mean, you know, science tells you that. Psychology tells you that. Common sense tells you that. So, I would start from there. If there's anything going on in your bedroom that shouldn't be going on in your bedroom, uh, then try to make that leave and go someplace else and find another place to do it. Find another place to fold the laundry and whatnot. And, you know, for years I did that as well. We've talked about that before, you know, especially when my kids were littler. So if you have a little kids, which so many of our listeners do, you know, it might 
today might not be the day that you can reclaim your bedroom as a sanctuary, but keep it as a goal. It took me a long time to get there, uh, but I had that goal in mind for a while. And, you know, it's still something I work on all the time because it is tempting just to, you know, sort of chuck the laundry on the bed. And then I I always remember at like 9.30 or 10.30 when I'm coming up to bed that I didn't fold any of it. (laughs) Usually, yeah, when you look at your bed, that's when you realize, oh, I took the sheets off and I didn't put the new ones on yet. (laughs) And And I'm too tired to do it now. Yes. Well, and what I'm thinking about what you're saying, Kelly, is if there's a lot of things that I agree with you should not be, there shouldn't be clutter and mess in your bedroom. This should be a relaxing place to go. But if you are forced with having some things in there that are kind of unsightly, I highly recommend that you get some beautiful fabric or wicker baskets, some sort of storage option to put that stuff away. So at least it's just not all sitting out because that really does can, that really does cause stress and it can really drive up your cortisol levels. Uh, It does affect your health and it's really important, especially in your bedroom, that it be relaxing. Yeah, you don't want to have the first thing that you see when you open up and your eyes in the morning is that pile of laundry or those files you need to go through or things like that. So, you know, that that's it's again one of those things that's easier said than done. But really, if that's going on in your room, take a hard look before you you get going on the decor tips that we're going to give you today. You know, make sure that you've kind of cleaned the slate of the bedroom and it what's going on in there is you know, for sleeping, for relaxing, for unwinding, and for a little self-care rather than chores. Right. And a lot of people like to change their bedding up for the season. So if you're one of those people, now is a great time to pull out the cottons, the linens, all the lighter weight fabrics. Uh, It's time to change out the blankets on the bed. Uh, I love a linen blanket or a cotton one. Uh, Just something very light is all we need here. Uh, so that's a nice time to kind of think about, you know, the the, the content, uh, fiber content of the duvet or the bedspread you're putting on there. And also perhaps the colors to be thinking, you know, lighter colors for the summer and those darker, heavier, you know, fabrics for the winter. Yeah, it's a really good time to do that. Um, we sleep with a number of sort of thinner layers and then the one duvet with the, the linen duvet cover. So I'll take one or two of the the blankets off, wash them, and then I put them in those sort of the plastic uh, zipper cases. And so then I'll just put them away till we need them again. And sometimes I don't replace it because you just don't need it. So it's really just a sense of taking things away for our bedroom. Um, I'll switch out the pillows. Right now I have two winter white furries and some other, so, you know, it is time. It's now, you know, April. So I got to get myself going on that. And that is such an easy look. So, I mean, if you've got your, your bed and maybe you have your sleeping pillows and then some decorative pillows, you can have two or three euro size ones. And then in front of it, you can have two, like say 20 by 20 decoratives and then maybe a lumbar. And maybe all you ever switch out are the two 20 by 20s and the lumbar. So really you can, in a sense, change the uh, the look of the room dramatically by just changing those three pillow covers. Well, and one of, that's right. And, you know, I keep a neutral oatmeal colored long drop linen bedspread on my bed year round. But what I change out is what's 
folded up at the foot of the bed. Right now I have a hand embroidered linen French uh, bedspread that's kind of folded up. Sometimes I do a linen duvet, you know, for the winter, I actually do a duvet uh, folded up at the foot of the bed. Uh, Rarely is it cold enough for us to actually use a duvet, but I really like a little something folded up at the foot of the bed. And then I kind of match my pillows on the bed with whatever thing I have at the foot of the bed. And that's what I change You're out. You're going to be surprised to hear that I do the same thing. So. Stop it! <laughs> yeah, so in addition to the pillows that I was talking about, which you probably have pillows too, I know you do, uh, I have something at the end of the bed. So uh, always I have a white linen duvet cover uh, that you know the, the duvet slides into. So it, the white is the base. And then for the winter seasons, I've had this darker gray sort of um, – very thin quilt and it has like the diamond stitches in it. Mm -hmm. So very simple. And that's folded at the bottom. It coordinates with the pillows that go, the the euros that I use are the exact same material. Then in front of it, as I said, I had those two 20 by 20 squares and then the one lumbar pillow, which, you know, could be any shape. It could be around, it could be anything, but that's sort of my accent pillow. Um, And those are the items that I switch out. So I don't change the duvet cover. I don't change the euros. I I don't really go too crazy. It's so simple. And then it, it just has a completely different look. And I guess if I was a person who decorated my bedroom for the holidays, you could even do, you know, have a Christmas set. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could have that and then you could have winter and summer. You could have winter, summer, spring and fall. But it, it's really, really simple to do. And it... it it just takes a couple of minutes. You unzip the covers and zip the other ones on and then you're done. Yeah. I actually still have a br- brown velvet uh, bed skirt from when I had the red bedroom. Yeah. When I had everything in red. So I still have that. But, you know, it was such a nice piece. I didn't, I'm just saving it for, at some point I thought, oh, I might want to use it for some reason. It was just really, you know, not cheap. So I'm keeping it. Yeah. And that could, you Mm -hmm. could work that in with your neutrals and things like that. I think so. Yeah. So if you have a base like that, then it is so easy to switch it in and out. You just kind of how we're saying, if you have a neutral base throughout your home, it's so easy to switch it in and out. So your bed is sort of akin to your sofa or, you know, any of the other rooms that we're talking about and having you just be able to take one puzzle piece out and put another one in and really change the look. So now it's interesting you say mm -hmm. that because I was just thinking my rug is neutral, the chairs and the bed are all neutrals. But the room is full of color because I've added the throws and the pillows everywhere. So, and the artwork. And that's so easy to change that out. And that's a, a great way to be able to change, completely change out your look with the seasons if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you have one of those uh, bedding sets where everything matches, maybe this is the season where you decide to, you know, take one of those pieces out put that away for a little while and mix in a solid or mix in a coordinating fabric. Like uh, if you've got florals, maybe you do a stripe or something like that. I would suggest you break up that set because that is is kind of not as fresh of a look. It's it's fresher look to mix the patterns or have pieces of differing textures and whatnot. Even if that means just throwing uh, you know, a, a what do they call those bed scarf? 
at right. the end. Now, mm-hmm. I think the bed scarf is something that we should talk about because it's kind of like a weird item. I'm I'm strangely drawn to them, but I think they're kind <laughs> of dumb at the same time. So I'm not really sure how I feel about them, but it's a very inexpensive way to change up a look. Uh, less money, less commitment. So if anyone's not familiar, a bed scarf is kind of like everything we've been talking about, whether it be a throw or a quilt at the end of your bed, but it's really just one uh, layer in a sense. It's not, you don't need to fold it because it really is only maybe... It's like two feet. I was going to say 24 to 36 Mm. tops. And usually it would have some sort of ending, like a ruffle or something at the end. And it just kind of lays at the end of your bed. So just as you you know know what it looks like, Mm -hmm. a table runner. Good. Yes. I think that's kind of what it is. And you know, I'm A table runner for your bed. That would be one of the things that Peter would be like, (laughs) and what? And where do I, like when I take the pillows out there, like, where do I put this? Where is this? What do is I wrap this? this? I'd, I'd see him like come out of the shower with it wrapped around his neck, like a real scarf. Like, what do you do with this thing? Why is this scarf on my bed? <laughs> well, I know. And you know, the thing about the bed scarf, I get it because I really like a little blast of color at the or a blast of interest at the foot of my bed. My problem with the bed skirts is they feel a little skimpy to me. Yeah. And I just really wanted to have a little bit of bulk. And what I have at the foot of my bed now is really this French bedspread, or actually, I think it's actually, to be honest with you, it's a linen sheet that's French, but yeah. it's folded up. So it has right. a little bit of heft to it, not a lot, but I right. feel like you would, I want something that looks like it's big enough to have spread across the entire bed, even if it really isn't. So I think of the bed scarf looks too skimpy. I'm really not crazy about it, but if it's at least maybe folded once, then I could go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. That's true. And I think maybe the fabric would play into that too. I saw something recently. I took my daughter to this really cool new area in LA called um, DTLA the row and they took over all these old factories that were just completely in shambles and made this really interesting destination spot for restaurants and shops and they have events down there and stuff and they just had the really coolest home stores and they were showing bed scarves in this one shop and they were mohair which i'm oh, a, i'm attracted wow. to but it's probably like a little itchy it wouldn't be like i would not but see, that that's got a little only. more thickness to right. it. That makes a little more sense to me. Yeah. And that they were showing those and they were probably somewhere like 30 inches wide at the end of the beds on linen, you know, the really um, lovely textured linen that we adore. And they were, and they were, it was all monochromatic. So one was just this really lovely rose colored pink. And then they had some grays and this beautiful, beautiful blue. And oh, it was just really, really pretty. So even if you had something like that, like say you had an old blanket, I have some some ones that I've picked up at yard sales that are kind of odd. You're like, is it a shawl? Was it a blanket? You know, it's kind of a weird <laughs> right. shape. Um, that could be something just to try at the end of your bed. Well, what you're bringing up too, I think is something very critical, especially if you have a neutral room. And that is to add texture to your room. It adds depth. It adds interest. Uh, it just, you want something that has a little more texture. Uh, you know, you don't want everything to be the same exact fabric. So the mohair, I can just picture all that beautiful texture and 
thickness to it and softness on top of a linen um, duvet or whatever they had underneath it. And so to me, that is kind of the epitome of different textures put together. And so I think that's really something that isn't talked about a lot, but it really adds so much depth to a room. Oh, yeah. That's definitely you should be adding. And I think that goes um, hand in hand with the idea of breaking up any of these bedding sets that you might have bought. I mean, that you know, it, bed in the bag is a great concept, you know, and, and I understand where it comes from, but it shouldn't be the end all and be all. You know, maybe if it's your dorm room, that's fine. But if it's your own bedroom and you're really trying to create a sanctuary environment, different textures, different fabrics that all work together is really the ideal way to do it. Yeah, exactly. And another thing I want to talk about is this artwork above the bed. Because I mm. really think this is a lot harder to get right than uh, it seems. It is because of the complication of the headboard. Well, there's the headboard and then, you know, it's an. I think it's like the rug thing. I think people feel like, I know the bigger would look better, but I can't afford that. So I'm going to get the smaller one. Mm -hmm. And so people end up with something small above their bed. And mm, it's not quite right scale-wise. So instead of getting something bigger, they go, I'm going to add some more there. And then it's Uh all cluttered. Then there's too much there. And it just doesn't look right. So I think it's really important to kind of look at that scale. And quite frankly, I'm fine with the look of nothing above the bed. And I'd rather see nothing than really something maybe sized inappropriately. So I don't know how you so, feel You don't want that. to do anything inappropriate in that bedroom. <laughs> Be careful <laughs> where you tread. No, I agree. Some, you know, and if you're going to go really small, yeah, if you're going to be really, really small, like do something really purposely small, like, you know, right, like, like that's really mirror. on purpose. Yeah. Like, oh, right. this is a really important piece of art or something like that. But that just something that's sort of like mid-sized and wrong. Mm-hmm. No, just no, no. slightly too small. And you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. And then and it's so, like, oh, should I add something on one side or oh, maybe I should add something on the other side? And then all of a sudden you have all these things. Right. Yeah. But it's hard to get something even that big. So sometimes you can get a big plaque or something. I used to have a big plaque above my bed and then I changed it out for four botanical prints that were about that size Mm -hmm. that are about the width of my bed. But you could go with two large um, kind of coordinating canvas prints. I've seen Mm -hmm. that done beautifully or one large one or even three that kind of go together. But now that you've gone, once you go to three, it's really hard to find three that kind of work together. So it's easier to find two or just to go with the one. And we have a link that we'll include uh, for places that we like to find art. We just did an episode on it, so we don't need to go over that all again. But this is a great place to add something dramatic, something with some color, and something really striking. So don't overlook this as a, a real opportunity to add some personality to your room. Yeah. And if you do want the three, search for triptychs, which is, you know, definitely would hone your Google search, uh, triptych art. So that's going to be art in purposefully in three pieces. So sometimes it's just, you know, it's just a way to paint something or design something. It's, yeah, and I have it's that a thing, but split in threes. I have that actually above Elise's bed. Mm-hmm. It's actually, yeah, it was like they took one painting and then put it on three canvases. So they were meant to go together, obviously. Right, right. Instead mm-hmm. of trying to find three things that are like, oh, three botanical prints, but I'm not, you know, if you don't like the colors or you're like, oh, they only have two kinds of flowers. You don't want to have a repeat or something like that. Another thought for 
air quote art above your bed is to actually create something on that wall that would act as some interest and also the headboard. So it really would depend on the style of your room and the way it's set up and where your bed is placed. But if that wall that your bed is on um, can do, can can hand, sort of handle this, if there's like, a, you know, a natural end to the wall and doesn't have any maybe additional doorways or something like that, if it's just solid wall, you can adorn the wall with planking, shiplot, horizontal, vertical. You could do uh, some of the adhesive wallpaper. Mm-hmm. You Louvered could doors. even do... Yeah. I was thinking in a room, you know, oftentimes bedrooms, even if it is the master, uh, it's just kind of like a square room, Uh, small or large. Sometimes it's just a square. Um, And so if it's just a square, that's kind of boring, right? So what you could do is you could do wainscoting around the entire room, like the flat board kind, or you could do the beadboard kind. And if you did it, high enough where it came above the mattress, when it came behind the bed, then you know how that would have a natural molding on the top of it, you know, sort of a small ledge. You could add a shelf over that portion that was above the bed. And then you could lean art there. Or you could put oh, family great photos idea. there. Just be careful like it doesn't fall on you. In right. The night. Yeah, definitely <laughs> a- attach you it somehow. You got to bolt it on some way. Right. Right. So that would bring interest to the entire room and then obviate the need for a headboard. Here's an idea for a headboard and art at the same time is to hang a rug back there, a really beautiful rug. You can just Mm -hmm. hang it back there. There's your headboard. There's your art. Boom, you're done. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. You know, another thing that I think about for a bedroom is this is where you're getting ready for the day. So I love the idea of having a nice, beautiful mirror in here that you can use uh, for getting ready. And I always like to add this tip. Make sure it's kind of leaning against the wall, bolt it, you know, somehow attach it so it's not going to fall over and hurt anybody. But if you lean it where the top is closer to the wall than the bottom, it's going to make you look thinner when you look into it. Wait, let me write that one down again. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, but it's, but you know, what a great way to add something really beautiful to your room too. And I like that, oh, I don't have to actually hang it on the wall. So you don't have to put in the heavy, you know, bolts in the sheetrock and everything. So just something to keep it from tipping forward. That's a lot easier to do. Yeah, it is because I really worry about um, hanging big, heavy things, particularly since I have a lot of the lathe and plaster walls. It's oh, it's yeah. really a chore. So that's a nice option. There are a lot of great leaning mirrors out there. Um, you know, we're talking about breaking up sets of bedroom bedding, but also if you have furniture that's matching, this is a great time to rethink that. Um, really gone are the days when rooms are decorated that way. In fact, you know, kind of when you see like those things that come like the penny savers or just those like those little newspaper things that come in the mail still, which boggles my mind. That's a whole nother thing why you still get that junk in the mail. But You know, and it's always like bedroom set, you know, $1,300 and it's everything matches. 
you know, the headboard's the same color as the the two end tables, and then there's a dresser, and then there's a, another dresser with a mirror. Like, no one's really decorating like that anymore. So if you want to freshen it up, a good idea is to take one or more of those pieces out. The easiest ones to take out would be the nightstands and just change them up to something different. Maybe a mirrored table, maybe something with glass, maybe a garden stool, you know, depending on what your needs are for a rolling cart, a dresser, a chair. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that you can use. You really are, and just any kind of table, really. Yeah. 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 So I think that's a great idea. And again, it's just going to make it so personalized for you. You don't want people to walk in and say, you know, and, and it to feel like a furniture showroom. Mm-hmm. When I first got married, I thought, what's the problem with that? Because I thought, well, that looks so much better than what I have. I'd rather it look like than a furniture showroom than, than, than not. But now, you know, I realize, oh, it's kind of impersonal and it doesn't, you know, show the personality. So that's why you want to kind of mix it up and show some creativity. And that's the kind of thing that you'll really enjoy that you came up with this creative thing to add to the room. It's fun to do. And you'll just smile every time you look at it. And I think it just makes for a a better put together room. And it's like you said, Kelly, it's just not what's done now. You know, another thing I'm thinking about, if you have wood floors or tile floors, it seems like not a lot of people do the rug under the bed. And I think it's because it feels like it's such a waste because so much of the rug is not seen under the bed. But I think it's really something worth trying because if you do have a rug there, it adds really so much interest to the room, especially if you have kind of neutrals. I love the idea of having kind of a simple fabrics on the bed, but then having kind of a more uh, patterned or colorful uh, rug underneath. I think that's a beautiful look. Yeah. And it really softens the space. It adds that dimension. Um, It adds some sort of also, you know, uh, helps with the sound bouncing around. You don't want your bedroom to be kind of like a cacophonious restaurant where everything's hard surfaces. So, you know, it quiets and it feels nice when you step out of bed when there's a carpet under your feet. I think a rug, um, any size, you know, a, a well-proportioned size rug, I should say, is a really nice addition. But you can configure it in a lot of different ways in the bedroom. You can kind of get away with, you know, a different um looks for the rugs than you would in the living room. Like we said, well, you definitely don't want the bath mat look in your living room. You want it to be big enough. But if you couldn't afford it or your room was too small, you could just do either, you know, you do runners on either side even. What do you think about that, Anita? Yeah, I think you can do that. Um, But two, I would just look and see if you couldn't get maybe a different kind of rug that's a little bigger. I think you can do the runners, but I would just look for some sales. Mm-hmm. You might be able to find something cheaper than you think. Uh, I've been looking at rugs for this you know, project I've got going and uh, found some pretty good buys. I think you and I both bought from overstock.com yeah. uh, for rugs, and they've got some pretty deep discounts on some of them. Yeah, so you that's might a really be surprised, especially rugs. if you do sisal. I mean, that's going to be not as expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. also, you know, the fa- those family photos, we talked about, um, I think. The, Are I you going to tell people to dump them? No, no, no. I think it's oh. a great place for them. <laughs> okay. You know, we talked about the family. nervous fa- there. No, no. We talked about the family photos uh, in a recent episode about how maybe you wanted to unify the frames and, you know, instead of having 
14 of them, maybe you have three or five or something like that. Well, maybe if you took some of them out of your living room, move some of them into your bedroom. It's the perfect place for personalization. Um, so whether e- even those big pictures you may have had taken of your kids and then you're like, Hmm, do I really want to have those on the wall in the living room? Well, no, but maybe on the wall in the bedroom is a great place. Um, so think about those or, you know, in black and whites would be great, uh, grouped together. Even over your bed could be great if you had a number of them, which would fill that space. Yeah, I, I think that's a great place for the art. And I was just thinking, too, when we were talking about the bed skirts, there's so many different bed skirts now. So I think sometimes people get bored with that. You may have, that's kind of the thing that people put on their beds and they don't think again about it for a long time. I mean, I realized that I had this bed skirt because it doesn't show with my, when my um, bed spread is on, I didn't, don't really see the bed skirt when the bed is made, but. Right. So not to, just so everybody's listening, we were talking about the bed scarf before the controversial, potentially controversial bed scarf. This is the bed skirt, AKA or the dust ruffle. Dust yeah. ruffle. Right. right. Anita the does not ruffle. like dust ruffle. I, well, I don't like that term because it just implies that it's dusty. Yeah. 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 And maybe it's not. Maybe and you're maybe a better housekeeper not. than I am. And it also, dusty. <laughs> let's just get rid of that whole term because maybe you don't have a ruffle. You know, maybe well, it's a tailored dust ruffle and then it's really not a ruffle at all. That's why I like the term bed skirt also. But that's what I was going to suggest. I, if you go look, you probably have a ruffled bed skirt on there right now. And now the kind of the more tailored ones are in style. So I bought a linen tailored one that has the ties on it. It's so charming. It was such a fresh look. So, I mean, this is an easy way, too, to kind of change out the look of your bed is to kind of change out that, you know, bed skirt or dust ruffle. And actually, the ones I got for the girls' room, uh, for my daughter's room at the group home, I got some cotton wall uh, dust ruffles or bed skirts. And they are ruffled, but they're the wall means it's it's a lighter fabric and it's much more, it's a much fuller ruffle than a normal ruffle. Oh, pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a nice thing. You could change it up or go with a different color or, you know, just kind of change it out. Maybe it's something you just change out with the seasons again. No, I think you're absolutely right. And that's a place where people th- also think like, oh yeah, you know, I could just get the cheaper one. But the cheapy ones tell. don't look good. Yeah. So if you don't have one at all and you can see the frame of your bed, I would consider adding one because it really, really does make a difference. It's like, you know, it's kind of one of those things like eyebrows. You're like, you don't really think about it. But then when it's not there, you're like, that's weird. It looks There's something well, right. missing. Well, but here's the thing too. Even if you have a bedspread like I do where it doesn't show when the bed is made, you don't, you live there. You don't want to be seeing anything. You don't want to be seeing a metal frame when you're getting into bed or stuff stored under your bed. So put something on there to make it look pretty for you getting into bed every night. Right. Because we're back to the whole thing that it's a sanctuary for you. So yeah, it should be beautiful. So yeah, I would definitely, if you don't have one, add one. And if you've had one on there forever, and I think Anita is it's got a great point there. It's oftentimes the thing. You might think of new sheets. You might think of decorative pillows, but maybe you don't think of that. It just sits there. It is a beast to change if you've got the kind where you have to slide it all under. And the, if you have a king like I do and you have to take mm. the, you know, usually, it's a you know, you person job to call a friend. But I always, yeah. Yeah. I do but it by myself, the ones but it's a mess. That, um, you know, can like Velcro on or things like that. So there are so other options. New, yeah. There's so many new ones like that. And uh, it's interesting because some of these newer ones, you don't need to know the drop of your 
bed because every every mattress is a little different height and every foundation and the legs on the bed. So it's hard to get that length exactly right. But a lot of these kind of attach on uh, on the outside now. So you don't really have to get that height exactly right. You can just kind of put it on, you know, wherever you want it. Right. And we do in the shop, we have a couple of bed skirts in there and we will customize your drop for you. So if you're interested in that, you, we could definitely add a link to the ones that we offer. Um, but yeah, it's true. All I mean, if you have an antique bed or, you know, if you have a bed on risers, you know, like it could, the drop, if you're definitely, if you're using it for definitive storage under there, you might have your bed higher than a normal bed. So yeah, it's good to be able to customize well, the drop. And And what I wanted to add here too is... Sometimes the bed doesn't look very luxurious because it's not very tall. And I've noticed that. And it's so easy to fix this if you can do a bed skirt. You just get those, uh, they're plastic kind of little things to put the legs on and you can get them whatever height you want. And then you just cover it up with your, with your, your um, bedspread or your, your bed skirt. And then that you can use that to make your bed a little bit taller. Have you ever used those? No, no, but I've, um, no. Well, you know what? I think I did use those at our old house before I got a new uh, headboard. And mm -hmm. I think I did. I'm trying to remember now. It was a while back. But th it's a great thing to use if you yeah. need it. No, it's really smart. And, you know, I know it's not really feng shui uh, and all of that to have stuff under your bed. But, you know, the reality is sometimes you have to have stuff under your bed um, because you don't have other storage. So that gives you a place to do that in a com more comfortable way than, you know, kind of stuffing everything under there. Um, good idea. Okay. Let's look up for a second. How about a ceiling treatment? Again, oh, particularly yeah. in a bedroom, that's just mm -hmm. a square room. Uh, and when you're laying on the bed, you might be looking up sometimes. So do something interesting in the ceiling. I have that, that paneling that I just couldn't stop doing the wooden paneling in my, um, on my bedroom ceiling. And we have it in several other places in the house and it has added such interest there. I painted it the solid opaque white in most of the other rooms, but in the bedroom, I decided to do a whitewash and it's really, really pretty. Um, it just adds another dimension to, and our room is pretty much just a square. There's, you know, it's got a, a little, that little funky cutout uh, on the one side for on Peter's side. So he can have some sort of makeshift, you know, nightstand, if you will. I talked about that a little area before, so I won't go into that. But um, other than that, it's not that interesting of a room. There's no, you know, bump out or fireplace or sitting area. There's really just a square. And so doing that on the ceiling made such a difference. Um, you could do, you could wallpaper the ceiling. You could paint it a different color. You could do the paneling. You could put up adhesive wallpaper that you could change. You could texture it a different way. There's lots of things that you could do to the ceiling to make it an interesting part of the room and really add a unique touch to it. I think that's a great idea. And for a room that is small that you really can't do much else to, that's a fabulous way to add interest. And, you know, you're probably going to look up more often because there isn't as much else to see in the room. I think that's a great idea. And another idea, if you have more space to work with, is to put a bench at the foot of the bed. It, it adds some beauty to the room. That's a place where you can put the pillows when you're in bed. It's a place to sit to put your shoes on. And it just looks pretty when you're looking at the bed. So that's certainly something I try to do a lot when I'm working on a bedroom. 
Now, I was able to add add a bench. Now, it is a short bench. I wasn't sure that I was going to like it. I would. It's definitely more bench than it's not an ottoman. It would be too tall for that. Like if you were sitting on a chair using it, your legs would be elevated. So it's definitely more of a bench. I bought it at a yard sale or estate sale. Uh, I love it. It's metal in the bottom and it's uh, white fur on the top. And it, for whatever reason, there were two of them still with the tags on them. So maybe some the woman who had the estate sale bought them and then decided they weren't for her. So they're in perfect condition. So I could not pass it up. I, Did I, you have two or just one? I, you know, of course I wished I had bought two of them because then I got home and <laughs> my daughter was like, I love that. And I was yeah. like, this is mine. So, you know, I should have yeah. bought two of them since it was like $15 or something like that. Oh, stop I it. know. I should have bought two of them, but I thought, well, you know, getting them in my car. Because was- then you can just give it to a friend if you don't end up using it for 15 bucks. Give it to a friend. I wonder who she's talking about, you guys. <laughs> oh, I'm too far away. Too I'm far not talking away. about me. If I lived close, of course, I would say, why would you not get it? I should have bought both of them. It was one of those things where you just, re- you regret it the minute you pull away. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I just have to be grateful I got the one. And I, I said, well, I think too, because I wasn't sure if it was going to work. And I was like, oh, if it doesn't work in my room, I can put it somewhere else. And I, you know, I didn't want to be like, if neither one of them work, then I have to find two places for them. So, so don't think you have to get a really long bench because the bench at the end of the bed really is nice. Um, you can use it to, you know, maybe toss your clothes on when you're changing into your PJs or, you know, put the extra pillows on it. But it just adds this extra dimension, and particularly if you don't have a footboard on your bed. So I added this one and I'm kind of like in my mind's eye thinking it's probably 24 inches, could be 22 inches long. It's not long at all. Uh, but, and it doesn't look weird, you guys. So I would suggest, you know, even if you think like, oh, I can't take a long bench because when you come around the corner of the bed, you know, you get your foot stuck on it. This is, you know, well within the confines of my king bed and just adds this little extra bit of interest to the room. And I even have a chair right across from it, which you would think like, oh, that must sound really crowded. I'll put a link to a blog post that I did about my bedroom so you can see. But um, a chair I is another see. thing. I don't think I've seen this furry bench. I, th- well, I think you might have. When you see it, you might have seen it. But, okay. Um, okay. Uh, um, a chair is a great thing. And again, you might think, oh, I can't fit a chair. Because maybe in your mind's eye, you're thinking some giant, you know, arm rolled uh, recliner or something like that. No, even the most petite little chair, even if it's not an upholstery chair, although upholstery chair is very nice for a bedroom. I have a very... Um, feminine styled, smaller, tufted chair that the one that I got at that restoration hardware warehouse sale. So it was a great deal. And it's just a little accent chair. I don't think any, I've sat in it maybe once or twice, but it's really not for sitting Be- only because, I mean, you can sit in it. It's just, it adds a nice dimension to the room. Um, I have a throw tossed on it. I have pillows. It's just a place where you can bring in more texture and bring in more color. Yeah. And, you know, at the foot of the bed too, if you don't want a bench, you could put a basket there. I've done that a lot. Oh yeah. Or a trunk. I mean, just something, it's great to have that extra storage there. Yeah. So, you know, just to round up my, if you were going to do a bedroom refresh on a budget, bedroom budget, basic refresh. I just um, made my notes. Um, Three new pillows, so those two squares and the lumbar that I told you about, something folded at the bottom of the bed, 
uh, could just be a big throw quilt that matches and coordinates with those pillows, a vase of flowers and or a plant. I mean, really, if that's all you have the time or the resources or the energy to do, do that and you will completely change your room. Oh, great tip. And another thing that you can do, doesn't cost a thing, rearrange your furniture in the room. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one thing that I have done is to put a bed on a diagonal. And that's kind of a fun look. So you might try that. And it doesn't, it's not, uh, it sounds weird, but you might like it in your room. Just try it and see if you like it. Get the sliders, move your furniture around. If you don't like it, you can put everything back the way it was. That's a good one. Yeah. Because, you know, oftentimes things just land there and stay there, but maybe that's not where it needs to be. Are you, are you ready for our crushes or did you have something else? Now tell me again, what order do we do? We do crush and then we do list yes. of crush them. Okay. That's the way it's always I, been. <laughs> always been. I can't remember every time I start to do it the wrong way. And I, I get, get chastised I get every nervous. time too. I get nervous. Okay. Crush and then question. Okay. Yes, I have a crush. C today. comes before Q. Q. C. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my crush today is a place, um, or you can take a video tour of it. Uh, but if you live in, in California or you're visiting uh, sort of the Santa Barbara area in California, there is a town called Carpinteria. And in Carpinteria is a Rose Story Farm. It's a organic, grown and maintained by hand rose farm. I think there's over 22 acres. Um, There are cottages there that you can rent. And there's this wonderful woman and her husband. They started it 20 some odd years ago. And she is has developed and is growing like the really luscious English roses. And it's just a beautiful place to look at. So, um, there's a video that I will link in the show notes and you can watch. And it's just a couple of minutes long to give you an idea. And there is a lot of information about them online if you wanted to get more information about visiting. And you can go to their website as well. But the end of April and early May is when everything is blooming like crazy. So if you had the opportunity to tour, and I think they have like a tea room and they have a gift shop and all kinds of things that you could imagine that would go along with a tour there. So I think a lot of our listeners might really enjoy that. Wonderful. I have two kind of websites, vloggers. Uh, the first one, they they did a video together and that's how I found out about both of them. But the first one is called French Fry in Paris. Oh, cute. And I think Fry is his name. But he does videos, kind of walking tours of Paris. Oh, He's an well, American. I think you know I'm going to Paris this summer. Ah, uh, well, then you need to watch some Ooh, of his la, videos. La, thank you. Yeah, so he did this walking tour. And one of them I saw was about these gorgeous doors in Paris. And he was just kind of walking around and oh, showing cool. them and talking about them. But I think he does these often. And another video he did that I really liked was with uh, Veronica, who's a French girl who lived in who moved to Seattle and uh-huh. lived in the US for a while and she just moved back to France. So she's so fun and bubbly. She has a beautiful French accent and so she also has a channel. I think they probably have both YouTube channels as well. She's called French Girl in Seattle. Oh, funny. Okay. So yeah, so they're both really charming and um I think you'll enjoy them if you like anything French. And I love the the videos of France. I just feel like, oh, it reminds me of being there. I miss it. 
Oh yeah, and um, so is it Fry F R E Y or F? I think it's F R Y E, but I'll include okay. the the links. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds really good. Okay, we have a listener question, and it is from where are my notes? Allison C. Allison asks about butcher block maintenance. She's got butcher block countertops in her kitchen. She does the oil once a month to maintain them, but she says the oil leaches for days afterwards. Did we have any tips on that? I have not had butcher block uh, before, so I don't really have any tips on that. I'm hoping you do, Well, Kelly. thank goodness I do. Well, well, no one told me we were doing this question, so... I'm teasing <laughs> you. Um, we, uh, I have never had butcher block either. So uh, you actually, by extension, do have a tip on this, Anita, mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. told us all about the beeswax. This is why I didn't bother to tell you about this question, because... Okay, okay. You told us about the original beeswax spray, yes. which yes. does absolutely everything. So it's like mm-hmm. the OG of beeswax sprays, which I got and I absolutely love. You and need, I'm, you need it if you don't have it. I didn't yeah. have it, and I did need it. I didn't know I needed it until you told me about it. And then well, I we mean, got I mean the person listening. Oh yeah, Allison it, needs it. Need it. And yes, we even Allison. got an email just the other day from Koki D. She's a listener. And Koki, the two things, she loves the podcast, but she also wanted to tell us about the two recent tips that she got, which was one, the beeswax. She says it's a real find. And the other one, she loved the caution mascara. Love, love, loves it. So anyway, getting back to Allison and her butcher block maintenance. Allison, I think the problem is, is that I I did do some online research and I thought about this beeswax that Anita talked about. And I I looked that that all up together for you. So the thing is, I think the oil, it's just, it's too much liquid for your butcher block to be absorbing. So obviously it's not soaking in, it's, you know, coming to the surface and it's kind of, you know, getting on your stuff. And so you think you. she's putting too much or she shouldn't be using well, oil at all? I, I think that there are answers in um, using an oil and beeswax combination. So there's one product out there by Howard's, not Amy Howard, but Howard's. Um, well, and I use a lot of their products. So okay, I, yeah, that's that uh, the the sun shield I use on the front door. That's a Howard's product, right? They've been around for a long time. So mm-hmm. they make a butcher mm-hmm. block conditioner, which is a combo Perfect. of oil and beeswax. But I there would say go. just get this the the original beeswax that Anita talked about and try that because maybe the oil's just not right for the type of butcher block that you have, or maybe there's just too much oil in that for absorb anymore. Plus then you can use this thing on absolutely everything like glass and everything. So, you know, try that first. Um, we'll put the link to that product. And well, also and I Howard. assume it's, it's food safe. I assume the, yeah, this wax yeah. spray. Well, because I love that because it's natural and it's not so It's just beeswax. Like so there's things. nothing else going on. Oh, well, there you it's go. Just the right bees, you know, doing the, doing the right job. So good. Well, there you go. Yeah. In fact, I just used that spray last night on my countertops. So I do use it all the time. No, no, it's really good now that I'm hooked on it too. And it smells really good too. I am so excited to share with you all this new campaign by Monrovia. Monrovia, the plant people, they have a new campaign called Planted Forward. And it is phenomenal. It's good for the whole earth. It's good for you. It's good for me. It's good for everybody. So what's going on is Monrovia has partnered with another organization 
that is planting trees all over the globe. So if you get involved in the Plant It Forward campaign, based on your efforts of just planting something, just anything, a tree will be planted. So here's how you get in on it. You plant something. It could be a container pot. It could be seeds. It could be absolutely anything. Snap a photo of it and post it to your Instagram or Twitter with the hashtag, hashtag plant it forward. And then tag three friends to do the same. Monrovia will see that you did that. They'll pick up the hashtag and they'll get right on it and plant a tree based on your efforts. So it's a wonderful way to have what they're hoping to be a trillion trees planted to save the earth and fight the climate crisis. So are you in? I am so in. I have so many things to plant and I'm snapping pictures and I'm hashtagging it with planted forward and I'm tagging friends. So I might be tagging you. So tag me if you want, but tag three other friends too to give it a try and really help the whole world by just planting something in your own garden. So it's planted forward. Get on it. There's also a great uh, giveaway going on in conjunction with Planted Forward, and I'll have the link to that in the show notes. I also will include a link to, um, to the instructions for Planted Forward, but it's just as easy as I outlined we take here. take on your design so, yeah, dilemmas, that was good. questions, I hope we gave you some great ideas on how to refresh your bedroom. You all deserve a sanctuary. Don't think any you room, don't. Any uh, space. And we don't put your, you. that and last really on your list. Enjoy have a look around in there today and see how you can freshen it up. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. So if you want to sign up for remember, we are Head here to, to inspire you to create a beautiful decorating home. Tips Until next time. Dot com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.